And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners. <laughs> Shane's trying to interrupt already. Jeremy Broett. <laughs> you can find me at Dynasty Madman on the Twitter box. <laughs> and Shane Manila. Go ahead. What were you trying to say, Shane? <laughs> uh, hi. We're, um... So we just got to offer Jesus. I guess this is one of those things, you know. When do you give? When do you throw in the tail? All right. So we're <laughs> we're one in four in the Ultimate Dynasty podcast. League. <laughs> oh, we are. Um, yes, yeah, good to know. yeah, not really. Fourth worst. I don't know what that works out to. That's 12, 11, 10, ninth, ninth, ninth in the standings. <laughs> Jeremy, this is the time when we say, "Well, we don't really have anything to do with this. Yeah, it's right, mostly right. shame." <laughs> so we've been struggling at running back, as you know. Um, we've been starting um, Tyler Irvin last week. <laughs> not ideal. Not ideal. I'm not going to lie. Tyler Irvin. Did you know that, Jeremy? He said, as we know, but we didn't know. <laughs> oh, Cam Akers. We actually started Cam Akers last week, but unfortunately, Cam did not have a good game. I still think this is a good team. Yeah. Um, the but offer, not this year. Yeah, well, I think it could still make a run. The offer on the table is uh, we would get Michael Davis of the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, we already yeah. own Christian McCaffrey. We would give up a third, fourth, and fifth round pick. Third rounder from 2021, fourth yeah. and the fifth from 2022. <laughs> well, that obviously the fourth and the fifth are meaningless two years from now. We've got that championship medal. This team's shown in the past that it can win a championship, although it wasn't really this team because I made a lot of (laughs) trades. But uh, it was some variation of this trade. Normally, those picks for what? What, what, what Mike Davis. Mike Davis. He made. Yeah. yeah. We're not throwing in the towel. We are going to go ahead and accept, and we are going to. We are going to continue to try to battle and repeat as uh, champions here. Awesome. Yeah. yeah and- you just were a champion. So, or we, I'm sorry, we, <laughs> we just were champions, man. Yes. <laughs> we do not give up. And, you know, look, we got Mike Davis. Now, it would have been nice to have him uh, before Christian McCaffrey went down. Or like three we weeks ago up. when he did go down. <laughs> yeah, for, for almost three. <laughs> but, you know, looking like Christian McCaffrey still definitely a week away. Yeah. At, at, you know, at least uh, the way they're talking, I'm thinking he's at least two weeks away. So, look, yeah, if we get yeah. Mike Davis right. for a game or two, that'll be great. I don't know when their bye week is. Bye week is allegedly week 13, which doesn't mean anything in this season, but that's when it's scheduled for right now. Yeah, yeah and lucky to make it 13 weeks. Yeah, exactly. And plus, who knows? He might he might uh, get injured again. Or you know, a lot of people say, yeah, he was the quote unquote best running back going into the season. But every one of these teams used two players. So even when he does come back, he may get you know. I'm not saying get overtaken by Mike Davis, but maybe they'll give Mike Davis more chances than they would have given him in week one or two. So- so that does, yeah. I mean, I wonder, not, not really. I have my opinion. So, do you think, because, you know, typically Christian McCaffrey plays about 95% of the offensive snaps. Right, right, right. Generally. And right, that's yeah. no, that's not running back hyperbole. one and wide receiver two, Christian yeah, McCaffrey. Basically. So, do you think they would actually sprinkle in some Mike Davis going forward when, when Christian McCaffrey is back and ready to roll? I do. Yeah, I mean, the way every every team in the NFL is doing that now. I mean, look at Kamara. Kamara's kicking ass, and then all of a sudden they stick in, uh, you know, 
uh, Murray out of nowhere. And Murray's a good running back, though. He's different than Mike Davis. But, I mean, every team plays multiple play- Plus, multiple know, running backs. Right. And CMC coming back from injury, too, you know, Mike. Um, I, I think that maybe they ease him. They don't give him, like, 30 carries right. and 20 catches right away. You know, I'm just saying they'll ease him into sure. a workload and maybe take it easy the first week or two, make sure he's up the full steam, which I'm sure he'll be fine. But they're not just going to throw him out there at his peak volume and be like, here, here you go. So I don't want to piss anyone off, but Mike Davis was the running back nine in week three. He was the running back, oops, uh, running back seven in week four. And mm-hmm. in week five, he was the running back one. Yes. And um, in week five, I played him in four, dif- I played against him in four different leagues. So I know he was week one. I mean, you had to know he was going to do that. I mean, as soon as, pretty much <laughs> since he's gotten in there. And I didn't look at week two. I think that's when McCaffrey got hurt, right? You, if you don't. If you don't remember, he had something like eight receptions in one quarter of play. Mike Davis did in the first game when uh, McCaffrey went down. It would be interesting to see. I mean, it's interesting for fantasy to hope, like, oh, maybe Mike Davis will get a role. But it kind of feels like, remember back in the day when Le'Veon Bell would miss a game and then Pink mm-hmm. uh, Hair would go in there and tear it up. And then as soon as Bell would come back, they'd go, all right, Pinky, you're back to the bench and we don't see you at all. Hey, speaking of pink hair, do you know what he's doing as of 25 minutes ago? Wrestling? No, on CBS, Amazing Race started tonight. And D'Angelo Williams. Oh, that's right. Yeah, D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage are a team on the Amazing Race this year. Gary <laughs> too Barnage is right in from Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, yeah the two of them are bad. a team on Amazing Race. But uh, uh, no, I mean, look, I'm not saying that they're going to bench Christian McCaffrey, but I, mean, I am saying that you never know what's going to happen. Also with the stupid COVID and, you know, who knows, one day maybe he gets sick or whatever. And, you know, speaking of COVID, somebody came back today, didn't he? Cam's back. Cam's back. Cam, Cam's back. Cam is back. Back so again. He, he had the COVID and it went through him and now he's back on the field, right? Stronger yeah. than ever. Um, Superman's Jared back. Jarrett Stidham, I mean, this is a couple of weeks ago now, I think. I can't even keep track of dates, months, years, and games. The ball boy, Jarrett Stidham from New England? <laughs> Jarrett Stidham did not look good. Um, Brian, Hoyer, Brian Hoyer looked really bad and stupid, <laughs> but Jarrett Stidham just didn't look good. Uh, that's that's not what you hoped for if you were still holding on to that, you know, the – the dream of Jarrett Stidham maybe getting that job next year? I, me thinks not. Stidham seriously <laughs> looks like he should probably be handing out towels or Gatorade. I'm not kidding. I feel bad. I expect that he might become something in the NFL, and I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. So do you think this solidified Cam contract or sign him for an extension after this now? I don't know. I don't know, buddy. I have literally no idea what New England's going to do, but I'll tell you what, Cam, no matter where Cam is next year, Cam's, Cam's going to be a top 12 quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't I think people gave up on him a little sooner than they should have. Not everybody, but it was kind of like every the NFL looked like they went, you know, south on Cam, but uh I I think it depends on what New England ends up doing in the draft, how how things how they come out of that draft. I don't know if they'll be able to afford to wait that long, but maybe, you know, he sure, he sure looks the part in New England though, but it's hard to see him with Belichick for the long term at the same time. I don't know. I mean, Cam's Cam's yeah, to me, he's He's always been a guy that wants to win. He clearly is physically talented. I think it looks like he puts in the work. 
you know, and you could tell just by the fact that he's physically able to play as well as he has this year that he has put in the work to get back to where he was after dealing with his foot and injury. Uh, and what do you call that injury? The ankle? Yeah. <laughs> the ankle. But with him, it, it is pretty amazing how he does it. And look, he they they had an opportunity to have somebody step up and do something, and neither one of the two guys did. So if Cam comes in now, now that he's back and he plays well the rest of the year, it wouldn't be surprising if they sign him to an extension or something. You know, and he does look good. I mean, he came out of the Carolina offense, totally different thing. He's got you know the overseer Belichick. You know, I'm sure it's a, a re- really locked down kind of thing for him, and he and he's achieving and doing fine. So maybe if it works out, they decide they want him long term because. It's not like Cam's old in quarterback yeah, years. But, exactly. You know, he's had some injuries, the back and stuff, but assuming he can play through this stuff and he's in his early 30s, what the hell? Yeah, I mean, Belichick rode Brady till he was 40s, in his 40s. So, <laughs> You know, the big story yesterday, even during the game on our Tuesday night game, they broke into the game to let us know that the Jets cut Le'Veon Bell. Gase didn't use any, any part of Bell. He didn't use him as a receiver. He didn't, you know, when he was in Pittsburgh, you remember he used to line up out wide, like yeah, running he real. Back, and he was good at that. Yeah. And, and slashing he, inside. You're right. He didn't look like the could, same guy. He wasn't used yeah. the same. And he, he, he could run real wide receiver routes, not just dump offs. Like he was a real full fledged wide receiver. You could use him anywhere. Um, and you would think an offensive genius such as Adam Gase would recognize that. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah, he was so savvy, man. Frank Gore's got to get his touches, though, right? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Now that he's gone, who is going to be the running back there? You've got Frank Gore, and then yeah. and then who's the other running back there? Well, Michael Pirine. So yeah. There's, <laughs> uh, as you sometimes referred to by other people, is uh, Lamical. The lyrical Lamical. Yeah. So you would think. Right, common sense would dictate. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna see what you got on Michael Pirine, right? Yeah, you spent a fourth rounder on him. He's young. Let's let's see what he's gonna do. But common sense would also dictate it that you would use Levy and Bell as a, a receiving weapon when you don't have any. Uh, <laughs> common sense would dictate also that you don't try to trade for Kalen Balage. <laughs> um, and common sense would dictate that you don't pick up Kalen Balage after he's released and um, use him in two games and then really yeah, it's insane and LaMichael P Ryan I just saw him in a trade included for Ezekiel Elliott which I'm not going to get into that trade really <laughs> stupid. but I mean, would, would you pay for LaMichael P Ryan at all I mean would you even give like what would you give for him right now knowing that it's like Frank Gore and LaMichael P Ryan really like I, is I, he I, yeah, I like I liked P Ryan coming out of college the problem is is I know how much run he's going to get there this year because of Gase and then you almost have to assume Gase has to get fired after this year, right? Like if they I, I thought he would get fired already. I mean, we had Houston and Atlanta coaches get fired. Why is he still working? No one knows. He's got <laughs> naked pictures. He's got dirt on someone. He has to, yeah, because like, all the coaches already fired. I'd rather have. Yeah. I think anybody put over. You know, he makes, yeah, he makes. I mean, like, we we make fun of Bob, but Bob was actually a decent head coach. I mean, offensive, the offensive game side of the ball, we could, you know, argue about. But at least his teams won once, you know, they won for the most part up until this year. Fucking Adam Gase hasn't won shit. His offense (laughs) sucks. It's the pace of play is like the slowest in the league, the yards per 
play, lowest in the league, whatever. I think he's got compromising photos of Woody Johnson and like a cigar or something. I'm not really sure what's going on there. And I don't even know if Woody Johnson's the owner. I don't even know if that's the right guy. Well, you know, (laughs) there is another guy that probably has photos that, that gets him to keep playing is that Taysom Hill with New Orleans. But before I ask you that, though, there is one other part of the, about the Jets, though. It, you have you're talking about Lamichael P. Ryan, and you're talking about um, Frank Gore. But what about your guy, the guy that you picked up in week two? Oh, uh, Josh Adams is <laughs> one closer, one step closer to a starting role now. I didn't even think about that. Wow, I forgot all about that. Thank you, That was my first. Yeah, that was my first thought when, when Le'Veon Bell got cut. I was like, oh, Shane will be happy about Josh Adams. I'll tell you what, I, I'd shoot out offers for Michael P. Ryan. I'd see if someone will take a third. I mean, I don't know why anyone would because that's probably what you spent on him. Yeah. Uh, maybe a fourth. But, you know, maybe someone's just like, I, I don't know. I'd rather have the picks. I'm tanking this year. All my players got COVID. I had 18 <laughs> buys last week. I'm 0 36. You know what I mean? Just give it a shot because I, I think he could. He, he, if given the opportunity, I think he could be useful in. So you, you know, trade, for him. trade for him. Trade for him, sure. But, but very, very, yeah, I wouldn't pay a lot because, again, we just saw a more talented player in Le'Veon Bell there fail there. Yeah. But again, and, and I, I put that more on Adam Gase than left Bell, but unfortunately, Adam Gase is still there. <laughs> yeah, I'm at a conundrum. This doesn't even have to be in the show, but no, it's truly fine. with my own leagues, I'm at a standstill because. I don't know how good my teams are and if I should trade for something to help me into the playoffs or like most of my leagues try to trade away my veterans and stuff like that and accumulate youth, accumulate picks. Because like we said a long time ago, this would be the ideal year to get the younger players, to get the picks, to move more than ever away from the veteran players that are, you know, on borrowed time. Because this season I'm sort of treating as a wash. But um, as many teams as I have that I'm not doing well in, in fact, I'm in last place in the league, which I can't believe, but... Um, I have as many leagues that I'm, you know, undefeated in first place and even a surprise just lucking out, not having as many injuries on those teams and stuff. And I'm still not thinking I want to move um, futures away to get something to help me win now because I just this season has got me so ticked off. I, I, I really want to just reset and move on to next year and by getting rid of some of the fluff and getting, you know, younger things and futures i feel like that's that's what i want to do no matter the the quality of my teams right now is what i'm saying and it's probably not the way to do it but you're scared to uh, make moves i i'm not scared to trade that stuff for something to win now i just feel like i'm wasting my money it's early enough i mean this is only week five you know there's and and the way covid is working and the way the injuries are working and the way the schedules are shifting and the bye weeks are changing and everything's changing all over the place I, I still don't feel like, but then again, I never have that feeling like I want to throw in the towel, but um, it is true. You know, we joked around a couple of weeks ago about that uh, Scott Fishbowl thing where, where Jeremy and I were like way ranked low, but I noticed today when I went into my league, I'm in first place in my division. Yeah, <laughs> I've won four in a row. I'm uh, doing better. Yeah. Because my, I got players back, but you know, guys, it's not that I'm afraid to trade, Mike. You know, I'm never afraid to trade for something that I want. I just don't know what I want. I feel like this season is kind of, um, well, I, 
even I just don't know how the season's going to pan out. So the thought of maybe not having a full season, I don't want to trade for a veteran for to the playoff run. Maybe we don't even have that, the playoffs mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I'm eager to get picks and younger players anyway if I'm not vying for a title. So maybe I just do a, a wholesale sort of reset um, altogether. But then you're like, well, I'm in first place or I'm doing well. I got a chance to maybe fight for the title. So perhaps I should just, you know, go for it like you would any other year. I just I don't feel right about it. It feels wrong, I guess. See, that's where I'm at. I'm I'm letting my league record kind of dictate that league scoring, all that good stuff. Obviously not for the the rosters where I know that I've been winning by luck. Not those ones, but where I'm like a legit six and oh or ten and oh or five and oh, depending on the league setups. I'm not sure how I'm six and zero in one league, which makes no sense to me. But whatever, I'm six and zero in one league. Um, yeah. But you know, in those ones, I'm looking at the points scored. As long as that's you know within the top five, six, whatever, you know, and it's not too fake, I, I'm just going for it. You know, yeah. I, I there's too many variables to, to worry about, right? With what could happen, you yeah, know, exactly. I, and you know, I I know you could be concerned with well this guy could end up with a buy um that i don't foresee because of covid just like we've had the last two weeks you can't worry and wonder about all those right. things i get it i don't so want i'm to not even gonna... I think just the 2020 apathy is probably why i'm thinking this in the first place i'm just so apathetic about all this stuff at this point that it's affecting you know the way i feel about my fantasy teams which is sad i mean honestly i never thought about that before you know, I, I didn't realize this week um, until yesterday that there's no football tomorrow. Um, and, uh, oh. yeah, yeah, I, I feel like a, like a weight off my shoulders. Like, I don't have any rosters to look over. You're not kidding, man. We, we've been talking with Mike and how he's got, you know, the fewer teams than we have, but still, like, the nightmare of having to do that on Thursday and then again on Sunday. And the, the IR and the pick the waivers because we have had more action you have to pay attention to that with all the ir stuff this season and and it's been hours and hours every thursday and sunday again and i'm glad i I don't have to worry about it um this week plus tomorrow's my wife's birthday so that's uh she'll be glad i'm not doing that tomorrow one thing that's actually pretty cool and i saw a lot of people talking about it on twitter today you know, we had a Tuesday night game because of COVID, because of what happened. And I saw quite a few people put up little polls. Which do you like better, Thursday or Tuesday? You know, should we get rid of Thursday and play a Tuesday game? And, you know, for as long as I can remember, most people I see always want to get rid of Thursday games anyways. So a lot of people were all jumping on that see, Tuesday I, bandwagon, you know? I love I love um, Tuesday night games because if, or excuse me, Thursday night games. Like that feels like the weekend, the start of the weekend to me now. Yeah, that's yeah, like, You know what I mean? It's like, all right, well, whatever. Friday, you know, I still have to work or whatever, but I'm, I'm not going to put in my full work effort at work because it's, it's the weekend. I got football now. Um, so you leave me alone. Tuesday is like, I got a bunch of stuff I still need to do because the rest of this week still has to happen. And uh, I'm just all thrown off. Like I saw waivers going through today and I'm confused. I'm like, wait, it's always Tuesday. But I'm like, no, no, wait, it's actually Wednesday. So, yeah. You know, fantasy football wise, and I saw one of our buddies, I think Dan Williams, um, uh, Williamson said this, but um, I feel the same way. It's like at the same time, what you said, I agree. I like when Thursday rolls around in that way. But for fantasy football, it's neat because. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. You're already ready for Sunday's games, and so you're just you just stay ready Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then you have a big break 
Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, where you don't have to set lineups and be worried about it. So I see both sides of it. Almost in fantasy, it would seem better to be, you know, for Tuesdays. But as a football fan, as a consumer, I do like having the Thursday games, then the Sunday, then the Monday. It's it's broken up a lot nicer for, for viewing. For me personally, I've never liked the, the Thursday game. And I, I just, I, I would much rather it all just stay on Sunday and Monday. I don't care about Tuesday. I'd rather just be stay on uh, Sunday and Monday. Um, we well, did have to so that we don't use Monday? sundials anymore. So wait, 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 wait. What'd you say? I said you're just mad that we don't use sundials anymore. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Go back in the old days, man. Come you on. know, there was, there was one other news story, and I, I just have a question for you guys about this news story. You know, today it broke that um, Melvin Gordon was arrested for DUI. And, and what they were saying right away was that he's getting suspended by the team. Yeah, just the, the last thing on Twitter was basically that Fangio said, uh, Vic Fangio, uh, sorry, um, close friends call him Fangio. I was going to so, say, yeah, you and him yeah, are this close. We call him Fangio. Um, so he basically <laughs> is intubated that there will be consequences from the team. Um, I don't know if that's the right word or not. Uh, intubated didn't sound right. Yeah, from whatever. Tubing him now. Breathing. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of sticking to the Melvin Gordon and check him every every time he comes. In. I use that the right way. Yeah. Basically, he he uh, he he made it sound like you know there might be consequences from the team um, above and beyond what the league does, and he's still not sure if he's going to play against New England. I'll hit him up later and see if fans <laughs> wants to divulge that to me, and then if he does, I'll, I'll break that on Twitter. Yeah, I did want to ask Mike something though. Um, when we were talking about the, you know, the he'd rather have football on Sunday and Monday, and you know, I'd be fine with that. I wanted to know because people have talked about this before. Would you want instead of having the Thursday night game, would you be opposed to having two games on Monday night, or would that be okay for you? Like one early, one later, or maybe kind of they overlap. I don't know. But no, would you a- want that? absolutely. I- I'll say this: last week when we had the two back to back Monday night, I would much rather have that. I mean, look, you two guys know I-, I stay up till three, four o'clock in the morning. I don't really care. So yeah, I would much rather have a double header on Monday night than Thursday games. I just, for me personally, I just never liked the Thursday night games. And then there's always that football aspect about. It, where people say we didn't have enough preparation time i would be perfectly fine with a double header on monday you know uh, i like that i don't ever have enough preparation time mike for setting my lineup <laughs> for thursday so Sunday and monday would definitely work for fantasy football to me exactly so real quick just going back to this uh levy bell situation yeah uh, i have no idea who this guy is but he's got a check mark so bob fesco <laughs> Uh, at Bob Fesco, he's got a fire. I mean, that's a oh. that's a celebrity you're talking. Well, he's, about. he he is the host of Fesco in the morning <laughs> on six ten Sports Radio in Kansas City, and I and, and that's why it's a check. But go ahead, what do you yeah, say? Apparently, Lev Bell is going to decide either tonight or tomorrow where he's going to sign. So by the time people hear this, um, uh, he might have signed, and apparently, one of the teams that he might land with is Kansas City. And I don't want to no. speculate too much, but let me just say this: wherever Lev Bell uh, ends up, um, try to pounce on that buying window for whichever running back he's ruining for this year. <laughs> um, if he lands in Kansas City, uh, it's time to get out your your shopping uh, apparatus and go buy you some Ceh. Um, if he were to land in Philadelphia, which you won't, um, then it'd be the same with Miles Sanders because. He, you know that everyone would lose their mind wherever he lands. 
um, and think that he's going to be supplanting the existing running back there. And that would only be true if it was like Chicago. Then I'd be worried because David Montgomery is not very good. It is funny because people react to signings like that and then they think, oh my gosh, now the people are going to do way worse than what we thought. And and usually it's a guy that got cut from somewhere else. But, you know, on our show sheet, we did have a topic that we were going to talk about, about, you know, how low would you go to buy some of these players that are not actually performing up to the standard that we thought they were going to do this year? We did have a list of some of these players that going into the season this year, we thought they were going to be better or do better than what they've done and and it is funny because actually ceh is on that list but for you to think that a rookie is going to be this breakout star a lot of times that doesn't work but you know there's a couple of these guys on here that i know you guys liked you know jeremy you were always a big dj such disdain like he had nothing i don't like these no i didn't mean it that i didn't say it that way but i'm just saying like like jeremy you like dj chark you used to sing the little shark song and all that kind of stuff what do you think's going on better than go ahead sorry i cut you off i didn't mean to that's right what do you think's going on with him and what do you think his value is right now in dynasty great question i don't know what's going on with him um I, I'm not going to lie. I really don't know what's going on with him. I think that he's a hold, and I know that's a lame thing to say, uh, maybe, and, and probably a buy. Um, super talented kid. Um, I, I like him a lot. He's a better-than-average wide receiver, and I think that this kind of – he'll weather this and, and be fine down the line. I don't think he's a flash-in-the-pan kind of player. Um, a lot of things going on we could speculate on with that team, so I don't know – if it's going to affect him long-term, I wouldn't expect it to. And, and yeah, I am a big fan of DJ Chark. So, but for dynasty, you would still look to acquire him. Well, Obviously you yeah, could acquire yeah. him less we'll for what if I had him. Cause I don't want to sell, you know, sell him now. Right. But uh, so I'm going to keep him, but I, I would acquire him now. Yeah. But I, I honestly don't know what the hell's going on down there in Jacksonville. I haven't even been paying attention to my own football team enough. Shane, what do you think about DJ Chark right now? Uh, he's injured again, which is not great, Bob, right? Um, <laughs> this often is how seasons Bob. go really bad, right? Where a guy's battling various injuries. Or injuries. A lingering one or something, yeah. Yeah, and ankles are never good. Before that, it was what? It was his chest. His chest was going to explode or something. He don't <laughs> play on the Thursday night. Um, the target share hasn't been high. The air yards hasn't been particularly high. Like all the peripheral stuff that you look for that you want to be good hasn't been good. But all that said, all that said to say, um, I'm still buying. I, I still like Chark. I still, you know, look, I, I think he makes that offense better. Um, Keelan Cole doesn't concern me even a little bit. LaVisca Chenault obviously should because LaVisca is going to be a weapon in that offense, but there's no reason that both those players can't thrive in that offense. Gardner Minshew isn't the long-term option there. That's probably the bigger problem down there. Honestly, I I agree with everything you said. And I I really think like we didn't, Mike, you pointed this out a number of times, how we weren't getting news like out of camp, like we normally would the preseason game pretty pretty much assuming that Chark started this season not 100%. Like, things just haven't – and it, it, like Shane said, it's just a progressive kind of lingering thing. Uh, talent-wise, I don't think – he's this, he's still the same guy. I think it's really situational and not to worry about, um, you know, long-term. But, yeah, Minshew, I love that kid. But I don't think he's long-term starting quarterback in the NFL material at the same time. Uh, you know, kind of a bridge guy for them. It, it'll probably get better if they get a 
you know, a more solid quarterback in it. Sorry, Minshew, keep the commercials coming. Love you, buddy. Commercials are great. But you know what? Look, Jeremy Lin did some great commercials too. And Jeremy Lin rode his year and a half of good basketball <laughs> to like a lifetime of endorsements or It's pretty true, man. He used to play in Erie for some minor league team for a long time, uh, Jeremy Lin, before he got that NBA game. <laughs> When you talk about quarterback commercials, though, I love the Baker Mayfield commercials. I don't know about you guys, but I, yeah, I like yeah, those Baker. Yeah, yeah, they're okay. AJ Green did me bad too. That's I funny. I had him on the block. I was trying to get rid of him in the few places I still own him. And damn it, I knew it was going to happen, and he freaking got hurt again before I could trade him. And so that's AJ Green is one of the guys we were going to talk about. You know, we talked to you about DJ Chark because we already knew listening to the show, everybody knows you like him. Anybody that listens to this show knows that Shane likes Carson Wentz. Whether he's a Philly fan left or not, they know that he likes Carson Wentz. And there's actually two people on our list, Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz, that apparently are not living up to what people thought they would in the offseason. So I wanted to get both of you guys' opinions about both of those players. And, you know, let's start with Jeremy so that Shane can wrap up with both of these guys. Yeah, Shane, yeah you better start with me. I'll never, I'll never get this in. Um, listen, I, Zach Ertz is is getting older um every and it, like three years back people talked about how he was done two years back you know uh, goddard was the guy and he still delivered really well last year uh, i don't understand with the lack of passing options you know what's going on other than he hit that age cliff i guess so um but the thing that really has to concern you beyond that because they have goddard ready to step up and in fantasy, you know, most of us understand that Ertz is, you know, not the Ertz of old. So, but Wentz, a lot of people paid big money for Wentz, treating him like their franchise quarterback and super flex. Shane, your guy, you know, you were a Philly fan. That was your guy. You always advocated for him and stood behind him. What, I don't even know what the hell is going on. He looked okay last game, um, you know, back to his old self. Is he a franchise quarterback? I remember you getting mad at me and Mike for taking Jared Goff over Carson Wentz in our shared fantasy league. Um, for the podcast. And, you know, I, I kind of, you know, meandered around and thought maybe, maybe we should have done that too. Uh, we were seeking the Rams high scoring offense. I don't know that this season it's affecting us too badly because Gus delivering some points, but Wentz, are you still as high on him as you, as you've always been? Is that yeah, still I your mean, guy? He, at quarterback? Yeah. yeah, he, he definitely, it was concerning the first, uh, actually, yeah, I mean, he looked spectacular the first half against Cincinnati um, and then looked like dog shit the next half and then absolutely trashed the next game. The last two games, though, he's actually looked like himself and he's been running um, a little more than he really ever has, which is fine with me because whatever, right. I let him go out there. So he finished his the QB 16 back on uh, what was that, week four. Um, and I guess that was against, uh, it was against a good team. So he was a QB seven in week three. He was the QB 16 in week four. And in week five, Wentz doo -doo -doo was the QB 16. So he's not giving you oh, two, two QB 16 weeks in a row. Wow. Um, <laughs> I love his face. He's like, wow. <laughs> but I mean, do you think it's the, the, the lack of strong, solid passing options. I mean, Rager's a rookie, then he got hurt. I mean, our Sega Whiteside, we don't even need to say his name, honestly, but just that guy from last year, he's still nothing. They're they're throwing the ball 150 times and 15 touchdowns to Travis, whatever a Travis Fulgham is. You know, the Deshaun Jackson's like 50 years old. I mean, they have like all these guys, Alshon Jeffrey with the injury coming back. I mean, who's a, 
it's a who's who of like what you wouldn't really want on your team other than Rager soon uh, to, to throw to and then Goddard and Ertz. So it hasn't been ideal for him. So do you think he's going to be, you know, that top 12 quarterback one in fantasy that we've always thought should should people be buying him now? And, and an aside is they should let him run. They, they try to control these quarterbacks that have these gifts that can, you know, you know, really honestly, like Darnold, Wentz, that, that are somewhat mobile. Let them freaking play ball the way they want to play ball. Let them get out of the pocket if that's if that's going to make them comfortable and make them better players. But no, they want them sitting in there. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, I mean, I think you're exactly right. There's a lot of it that's, you know, play calling. Um, there's a lot of the Eagles are a really boring offense, which is not something that I thought I, I would see. And I, I don't say this because, you know, they were my team. It's just this is a team I have to watch because I'm in Philadelphia. Um, but their offense is just stagnant. There's no pre-snap motion. There's no creativity whatsoever. There's there's just nothing like you know we're not me because I don't refer the Eagles anymore. But the guys <laughs> that I'm watching the game with, they'll scream at the television like you know why why isn't Miles Sanders being split out wide? Like when your wide receivers are JJ Arcega, Whiteside, Greg Ward, and before Travis Fulgham exploded like Deontay Burnett. Right. We saw you saw what Sanders could do last year. Put him in the fucking wide receiver role and let him run out there because yeah. That's the thing, like, you know, Greg Ward's a fun little story. He he should be maybe your fourth option in an offense. He should not be your first or second yeah, He's option. a guy off the bench for a play or two to spell like you're one of your starters. Yeah, I get you. Ertz looks washed. Like, absolutely, like, just looking at him, like, you know, people used to joke about how unathletic he was, and I never really saw it. I would be like, no, you're crazy. He's fine. This year... He's got nothing, man, and he's got you know he's he's bitching about a contract that's up in 2021 because he wants that George Kittle, uh, Travis Kelsey money, and he's letting it get to him. And he, you could see that he's not concentrating. He gave up on a route this week when he got bumped by a guy that's you know 80 pounds smaller than him, um, and then ended up turning into an interception. So he's playing his way out of Philadelphia, and I I don't think Wentz wants to go to him. I mean Wentz. If, I know not everybody got to watch it, but uh, the game <laughs> this week, he was locked in on Travis Fulgham. Like, that that was his main option. Um, he wanted no parts of Ertz. Now, it, it is funny when you say that, that he, he targeted in on Fulgham. And, and with waivers, you know, Fulgham's getting a lot of money this week in all the waivers. We've had waivers run while we're watching this. The same thing happened over in, uh, in Pittsburgh this week, you know. Uh, Big Ben just focused on Chase Claypool and, like, every pass was to Chase Claypool. But, you know, there's a lot of people that listen to this show and you've made these jokes going on for a couple months now about that, that the that um, the Eagles are not your team anymore. So you are still forced to watch them. Is that what you said? Because you live in Philadelphia. Is it truly, honestly, is it not your team anymore? And if it's not, then who is your team? Or is do you not have a team? I root for fantasy football. Is that uh, what you do? Yeah. Because that's what I've done for the last 20 freaking yeah. years it's living here honestly, in Miami. Sounds like me. You know? it's not, he sounds like me. That's why I got so into fantasy, right, Mike? Uh-huh. You, you asked me um, why I was a Browns fan, and, uh, well, I wasn't for a long time. Like Shane, I used to say, and, and one of my team names is um, former Browns fan, still a critic. But, I mean, I still am a Browns fan, but it's just disgusting after that many years to, to still be one. But, I mean, it's the same thing, man. You you, you still are a fan. You can't, you can't stop being a fan of the, the Feagles. 
Um, but yes, you're right, Jeremy. For me, that was why I got into fantasy football 20 years ago, because being a Dolphins fan, it was very difficult to be a Dolphins fan. Um, it coincided with the Browns and the Dolphins being but it, so bad. Look, it's paid off, man. Now we're fans of players, and yeah. our teams finally are coming back out of the darkness, but I for, guess. And- but, so let me ask you. But, let me ask you this: What would you? What would you be as a Zach Ertz owner? Yes. As uh, you guys happen to be in HQ two with me, um, <laughs> I believe it's HQ two, or maybe it's HQ five. I don't yes. know. It's one of the HQs. How low of a rookie pick would you be willing to accept? Well, I'll tell you this: I used to have Zach Ertz in a lot of leagues, and I actually moved on from him in the off season in about three different leagues, and mm-hmm. in one of them, I got a first. And then in a couple, in the other two, I ended up getting like players. I didn't really care about uh, picks at that time. So I'm not exactly sure off the top of my head what I did get. Um, but the Dallas Goddard thing was really bothering me a lot. So I had moved on. And when I got a first in the one league I got in. At this point right now, I don't know that you could get a first if you tried to trade no. him to somebody for a first. God, no. Yeah. So that was in the off season. I think you're right. Yeah. I'm not sure what somebody would be even willing to pay for him now, let alone what I'd be willing to give him up for. He would almost needs to do something second? again. Yeah, could you get a second? You think you could get one? I don't know. I think that's probably, probably <laughs> well. Wait, in H, if you're talking about HQ two, what is our situation in HQ two that we would be okay with giving him I up for no a second? No yeah, does it fit the whole <laughs> the whole modus operandi for the whole team, or you just want to get rid of him? Yeah, yeah I, I think out of Philadelphia myself. I don't know why exactly, but I, I feel like he doesn't want to be there. I'm yeah, well, he wants more money, and they don't want to give him more money because he signed for two more years. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we did have a couple other players in this group of uh, of like how low would you give a rookie pick for? And one of them is actually a big deal. Jeremy, you mentioned him already with A.J. Green. And A.J. Green is the kind of guy that, you know, he was awesome for years and then he was hurt for years. And then going into this season, there was a lot of potential hope for him and it hasn't happened yet. So what you actually mentioned it a little while ago. What were you talking about when you talked about AJ Green a little bit ago? Oh, just um, you know, I, I had been trying to trade him and was coming up empty. I mean, not not unlike say trying to get rid of Saquon Barkley in a couple places where I had him, and then I finally just resolved uh, resigned myself that I was you know to the fact that I was just going to keep him till next year because I wasn't getting any kind of action and nobody wanted to give much for you know worthwhile for Barkley. But AJ Green, I mean. I held him because he was basically worthless for a long time there. And I thought if he played well, if he did well, that I'd at least get something for him. And I, I really wanted to unload him. But now, you know, getting getting uh, banged up yet again, um, probably that those days are over. Like I'm probably just stuck with A.J. Green for the t- for, for the long haul. Um, that's all I meant. I'm a superb player. He's just, you know, talking about Zach Ertz being washed. I mean, I think I, I watched A.J. Green go up for a 50-50 ball. I saw him, you know, not make anybody miss um, on a on another pass um, fail. and I mean, a pass fail, pass slash fail on a, on a you know, fail to catch a pass. Like <laughs> I almost a spit out my drink. <laughs> and it just, it, it, it seemed like he was, you know, in the same boat wash, like he's not ever going to be truly 100% and his age. So I, I think I'm stuck with him. Unfortunately, it's sad because he was on my trade bait in every league. I had him on, you know, I have him on. He's on the trade bait, hoping somebody would go for it. I put some offers out there, and I'm stuck with him. Basically, I didn't get. Would you? So, if someone offered you a rookie fourth rounder, would you take it? (laughs) 
People can't I, see I, your I, face, but that's an awesome face. <laughs> I, I don't, man. I, I tend to not accept rookie fourth rounders a lot. Like I tend to just smack those down, give them the Heisman because um, I think I could maybe get a third. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where I don't really try to accumulate fourths. And I know you do when you try to turn two fourths into a third and three thirds into a second. I mean, I get it, but I probably wouldn't accept the fourth for him um, unless it it's a more desperate situation, more desperate roster situation than I'd consider it. But wait, so so the opposite of that would be then would you accept a third then? He because he just pulled that out of his ass. So would you would you accept <laughs> would you accept Shame. a th- <laughs> but would you, <laughs> but would you accept a third then? If somebody sent you a third for AJ Green, would you do that? I might I might have to because I but firmly from my belief that he's not gonna ever be AJ Green again is why I would do it. Do you not, agree you with know, that, Shane? Not, I'm taking a fourth. I'll take a fourth. <laughs> yeah, I'm just taking nothing. I would, I would keep it let him die on my roster instead of taking a fourth. Right? That's so funny. If people would have saw your face when you said that, you were just like, I'll take a fourth. I don't care. He's going to yeah, get I mean, something, not nothing. Basically. I mean, just, just I, I get the whole dying on your roster, but you, you envision some level of production when that happens it's just he's useless he's useless yeah, he like, you know the first three weeks everybody was talking about well, not everyone but there's a lot of talk like oh well regression he has a lot of air yards he has a lot of targets but he's just bad at football guys like he's not the same guy he's not, he's not. <laughs> Rest him back. like he was a great he was a great player in his time his little run there but that shit is done i'll take right, a fourth for form. to move on too really i mean they have t higgins drafted to probably take aj green's place i mean he's a he's a facsimile of aj green they have other a bunch of young players they're they're sort of resetting they have a rookie quarterback a younger coach there's really no no need to keep the 30 plus year old aj green sorry the best. i love when he's smiling like that you think he's smiling at what you're saying but you can tell he's looking at the screen he's doing he's something, reading something that's abusing him the funniest part of all that is that is when he said oh yeah everybody's saying this and then he goes well not everybody and then he starts talking about air yards like like give me like five other people that are talking about air yards when they talk about AJ Green. So um, <laughs> people that talked about air yards, they were looking at his air yards because you're looking and you're like, all right, well, if you're looking for reasons for optimism, there's I, targets in his air yards. I guarantee like, you, not converting any of it. So there is I talk about air yards at uh, Christmas. I know um, you talk about <laughs> at Stater. Um, all right, uh, listen, Yom wait. <laughs> Before we finish up, before we finish up, we do have one more player on this list, which this player, actually, we've talked about it over the years. I've never been a real big fan of him, but but that's just me. I know you like him, and I'm not 100% sure what, what Shane thinks about him, but it's okay. Juju Smith-Schuster. Did you, what, did you just say the best? What I said, just, let's ask. Oh, okay. I, like, I thought you said the best. Well, I'm, I'm just saying, I know that you like Juju. I, I'm not 100% sure about what he thinks. So so what do you think, Jeremy? What what do you think about Juju, and what do you think? Why is he on this list? Why is he on the list? Because I, I forgot we had a how low would you go? What's the lowest pick you would accept for? Um, I, I would not take, for Juju Smith-Schuster, I wouldn't take anything um, beyond a first-round pick. No way. Um, I, I think this is just, yeah, I, I honestly think he he's the same guy that did amazing in his first two years, the young player. Uh, I'm assuming this is a, a slump, something, uh, you know, with the offense, not just Juju. Um, kind of like with Chark, uh, I'm not going to give up just yet, no way. I love Deontay Johnson too, but he had he did not have the productivity 
um, in his in his first few games that Juju had in his first couple years. It was amazing. So, um, you know, I still am a believer in Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm not I'm not selling low on him. And I like I said, I wouldn't take less than a first round pick. No way, no how. So before asking Shane, though, do you believe in any circumstance that you could get a first round pick for Juju right now? Shit. No, I said without asking you, Shane. <laughs> I'm asking Jeremy. <laughs> Look at Shane's face. If I tried to move him, could yeah. I get a first for him? Yeah, yeah there are a could. lot of people that love Juju Smith-Schuster. I guarantee you I could find someone in just about every league where I own him that would pay a first, if not now, eventually, for sure. I, I definitely have only traded Juju once, and the time I did move him was to get um, Justin Herbert, and you know we moved some other things around. But I didn't get you know just a first round pick; it was a more involved trade. Right. But I guarantee you, there's somebody in your league that will give you a first eventually. Maybe not now, but later in the season for him, something like that. Okay, so now we will go to you, Shane. You made the faces, you <laughs> Shane, made the comments. No, it's pretty funny. But so, what do you think about Juju, and what do you think that? He can get Go ahead. Okay. Well, his ADOT's really low. It's like last I looked, it was like 4.7 yards, I believe. Did you get at least a first for Juju? I can't imagine that anyone's selling him for anything less than at least a first. Any roster I own him on, I'm not giving him up for a singular first. You're going to have to give me a couple things. I'm a little concerned because, you know, we thought it was a Deontay Johnson thing that maybe he was emerging a little bit. And maybe that's why he, he wasn't seeing as many targets, but they're spreading the ball around a lot. I mean, yeah, Eric Ebron's been involved in that offense a lot. Obviously, Chase Claypool was. <laughs> and um, I mean, the thing with Claypool is is one of his touchdowns, just so people know, because I watched the game. Um, clearly, not right. everyone did. One of his <laughs> touchdowns was against a linebacker who fell down exactly. in coverage. No, but I mean, you know, not, not to take anything away from the kid, because he could look, look like a beast um but the eagles also played shit defense um but i'm still a little concerned yeah i'm just a little concerned about juju they are definitely spreading that ball around a lot and i don't think he's going to be there next year um but you can yeah you can easily get multiple firsts i think for juju still yeah, Steelers don't pay their wide receivers, right, Mike? Yeah, they, they, they move on to the next guy all the they time. They always let the wide receivers go, so it's <laughs> unlikely that they spend the money for Juju, though he is young. It would kind of have to be a team, you know, a friendly or team contract than most of the guys that leave the Steelers ask for. It's possible, but the spreading of the ball, when you have Juju and uh, Deontay, um, a couple of the guys covered by, you know, the best defensive backs, there are going to be guys available when you have other great players out there. Hell, even James Washington, Chase Claypool, James Washington, the linebacker matched up on a wide receiver situation, you know, the running back, James Conner. There are a lot of weapons for for Ben Roethlisberger to be able to spread the ball around. It is concerning sort of in fantasy football right now. um, But when you have those great players covered um, by the best players and then you have these other guys available and open to catch a ball in a mismatch. If that goes on all season, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, hopefully that doesn't happen, but it it certainly hasn't looked good for Juju so far this season. I, that's all I wanted to say about the, um, you know, the, the the defense is matching up on the Steelers. If his value continues to drop, I mean, he's a guy definitely. Uh, I'm fine with buying. That's one of my. He'll be one of my buy lows. Because I could see him moving on to another roster next year. Another team, yeah. They're showing they don't really need Juju. It's a shame, but yeah, I mean, maybe he moves on too. They just reload. 
Shane, would you pull up some the DLF thing to sh- see if there are any recent Juju uh, trades? I'm just curious now that Mike brought it up. So yeah, that would be interesting to see what trades have been done recently. Um, and then I know we have a trash Chinese trade offer and then we'll wrap it up and go on to the Patreon show. But what, what trades have been done, like he said? So here you go. Here's Juju Smith-Schuster for a 2021 first and 2021 second. Okay, so there's one first, okay. Uh, oh, geez. Uh, this gentleman gave up Juju Smith-Schuster in a 2021 first, and he got himself Christian McCaffrey. Oh, I'd rather have the Christian side, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, on this side, oh, this dude smashed. Um, <laughs> this dude got Juju Smith-Schuster, or dudette, uh, sorry, or lady. Right. Here she got Juju Smith-Schuster and Irv Smith Jr. for Cortland Sutton, a 2021 first <laughs> and a 2021 third. Ooh, man. Oh, so they got Juju and, wait, what was the other piece you said? Irv. Yeah, Irv. Okay, for Cortland. That's fine. Yeah, Cortland. Yeah. And then here, here, That's a whole different story, the Cortland <laughs> Sutton, yeah. And then Juju, here's another trade. Juju for a 2021 first, a 2022 first, and then a uh, 2021 second. So yeah, I mean, I think Juju still thought of highly in the- uh, Let me ask you one thing though. What was the date on that? When when did that one happen? Two, two firsts. Uh, 10-10. Oh, okay. So just last weekend. So that's yeah. cool. All right, so, but but again, like we've talked about a million times, there's there's different situations, different leagues, different people. And and you personally, Shane, you've do, always done that kind of thing where you send out trade offers to everybody. And sometimes if you don't get what you're looking for, you will end up going lower than what you are asking for. But, you know- it, Yeah, I usually go low. Yeah. Um, so everybody go down. I, I do whatever I need to to get by. To be honest with you, I got no problem swallowing. Oh my god! Sorry. Wait, he just said swallowing. So why don't we wrap this up so that we can go to the Patreon? Oh wait, we're, we're wait, no. If people can see Jeremy's face, though, I don't even know if that's the correct uh, hashtag. But someone hashtagged us the, the actual correct hashtag is hashtag trash dynasty trade offers jeremy's That's like it. out of camera view so this gentleman go ahead what is it yeah he tried trading for breeze and he received this counter offer and okay. this comes from at 83 eric p oh good you're gonna throw out the name of the person who did it <laughs> good yeah. i like him he tagged us in it, so I want Oh, to- no, no, no. He was the one who got the offer. I thought you were throwing out the name of the person no, 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 who no. sent the offer. No, he, he, he's, he's a nice guy. He blocked that out. I can't see. <laughs> Trash <laughs> Dynasty trade offered from. Yeah. So he's trying to trade for Drew Brees because he needs a quarterback. Uh-huh. Um, so he sent, you know, an offer for Drew Brees. Apparently, uh, the gentleman did not like that or a gentle lady. And they countered with Chris Godwin, Jerry Judy, <laughs> Brandon Ayuk. Um, for Drew Brees and James Robinson. I am a little confused though. Yes. Because his his email says 12, his email, Jesus f***ing, his, twi- his tweet says 12 team PPR super flex. Then he gives a rundown. One QB, <laughs> one QB two running back, three wide receiver, one tight end, two flex. He probably one means that one of those flex could be a super flex is what he must you think. Mean. Yeah, he just, think didn't, so. he just didn't text at the right Yeah, way. I think that's, that's a terrible offer because uh, Chris Godwin, come on. I mean, even though he's been injured, he's still Chris Godwin. Jerry Judy looks like he's going to be a superstar. And uh, Brandon Ayuk looks like uh, he's going to be at least a, a functional op- option on your offense. So uh, for one year of Drew Brees, who looks completely 
fucking washed. And uh, James Robinson, who everyone should be trading away. But anyway. Okay. And and before we wrap up and go on to our closing and go into the Patreon, I made a joke earlier about uh, the Taysom Hill thing with the pictures. You know, what? what is going on? over there in New Orleans. It is true that Breeze didn't look so great, but they put in Taysom Hill. They, they, they were running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. Then they put in Taysom Hill on like third and three, and he gets sacked. It, it's just ridiculous how much time they used with that guy. And I did see one person on Twitter write, did I just hear the fake sound being pumped in the stadium chanting Jameis Winston's it, name? You know, <laughs> it's probably. like, like they, they, it, it, do you really believe it? Or are you just making a joke that Drew Brees may have, have hit that wall right now? Oh, no, no. He's done. He's been done for he's he hasn't been Drew Brees for a couple seasons now. It's just the last year and a half. People have noticed like, oh, he can't throw downfield. It's not like it's a conscious. It's not like it's a conscious decision where he's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to I'm going to attack underneath. It's like he physically can't do it. You're right. And this kind of unspoken contest between Brady and Brees for the records yeah. uh, that, you know, they don't necessarily talk about. Other people do. They don't generally bring it up. But um, I'm pretty sure Brady's going to outlast Brees and get all those records because Definitely. Brady still looks like a spring chicken and Brees is out there barely able to haul himself off the field. Back to Taysom Hill, though. Dude, when he, they put him in and he scored that touchdown, I was everybody in the world watching the game knew that Taysom Hill was going to run the football, except for the defense. Like, really? Like, come on. Like, he's not going to pass a touchdown. He's going to run. But the problem is, is that one play worked, but the five other plays they put Taysom in Hill didn't work, you know? And that's the thing that's so frustrating to people that are watching, especially Kamara owners. And, um, you know, it is true with the Breeze thing. It's kind of like Peyton Manning, where we, we actually saw it happened where he hit that wall and he stopped so maybe we're seeing that now with Drew Brees right now so so before we wrap up and everything we do have some other trades we'll move them over to the Patreon show but Shane tell everybody about our Patreon no oh, we have a Patreon um, get the uncensored version of this podcast you get bonus podcasts every week you get yourself a waiver wire article every week you get yourself a group me chat uh, every day where there are thousands and thousands and thousands <laughs> of messages. Yes, people. messages, definitely. Which there were thousands and thousands of people, but hey, Me too. maybe you could help, you know, break that first thousand. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, check it out. You know, I got a lot of people that jump into my DMs talking trades. A lot of people jump into the podcast handle talking trades. Um you know, that's cool, but come join our Patreon, come support the show, and uh, you can talk trades and all that good stuff to your heart's content over in the group meet chat. Cool. Join the show. And we have a lot of cool merchandise over at our store, right, Jeremy? We do. With our brand spanking new logo made by at Dan Made Graphics, um, you can find hats, stickers. Uh, people love stickers. Um, T-shirts, uh, all kinds of stuff. Check it out. Honestly, some really cool stuff. Mugs. Um, really neat, uh, a whole assortment of mugs for drinking alcohol, coffee, whatever you want. <laughs> Store envy. Just check us out over there. <laughs> so check, our check mugs are used for drinking alcohol. <laughs> yeah, really. Some of them are meant, they're, they're sort of meant for like uh, Moscow mules and stuff like that. But dthq.storeenvy.com, dthq.storenvy.com and, and pick yourself something up. And, you know, we do have some other really cool stuff 
coming down the get coming down the pike to announce to everyone, Mike. I don't know when you want to do that. We didn't really say, but uh, at some point we're gonna have to do that. I think we're what we're three episodes away from one fifty. So maybe, yeah, maybe we've got two episodes left. Maybe we'll unveil everything at our 150th. That would be a good time to do it. So I, um, thanks for listening to us. Go check out our iTunes account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Like Shane always says, give us a rate and review. It'll make him very happy. It'll make all of us happy too, not just Shane. And uh, check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. And yeah, I think that is correct. We have two episodes left till we're at the, uh, 150. So I think at 150, we'll unveil all of our changes. Not only in our store, not only with our Patreons, but with our entire situation we have going on we'll we'll unveil some new stuff I'm transitioning yeah <laughs> Just everyone now as Shane says we'll be transitioning at 150 so thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week take care everybody say goodbye Shane. yeah whatever